0: No purchase necessary.
1: Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast.
1: This is the film that I have coming out post my dad passing you know what i take great great comfort in is knowing that dad was very aware like he was fully aware that you know i did this film for star
2: jamie dornan the emotional drama belfast is also very personal it's the first film to open after the passing of his father in march 2020. i'm clayton davis On this episode of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, we talked to Jamie Dornan about working with director Kenneth Branagh on his deeply personal film Belfast, as well as how his infectious turn in Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar also gave him some insight into his dad. Finally, Dornan gives hints to the screenplay he's been writing, and when we could see that screenplay hit the light of day. It's all on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close.
0: We all have a story to tell, but what makes each one different is not how the story ends, but rather
1: the place where it begins. Can
0: you shoes? Do you
1: think me and that girl have a future? Well, why the heck not?
0: You know she's a Catholic. And you call me her? Yes!
1: You know who you are. Your buddy from Belfast, where everybody knows you. The whole family looks out for you. Mm -hmm. Be good, son. If you can't be good,
0: be careful. careful.
1: And that thought will keep you safe. We're looking to cleanse the community. You wouldn't want to be the old man out in this street. Touch my family and I'll kill you.
2: Written and directed by Kenneth Branagh, Belfast tells the semi-autobiographical story of Buddy, played by Jude Hill, a young boy who lives in Northern Ireland during the tumultuous late 1960s. Alongside his working-class family that includes his parents, played by Jamie Dornan and Katrina Balf, and grandparents, played by Kieran Hines and Judy Dench, the family faces lessons and decisions that could break the family apart. I recently caught up with Jamie Dornan when he was a little bit under the weather to discuss Belfast along with much more. We began by discussing why he was feeling a bit under the weather, which is definitely a loaded question these days.
1: It's a cold. It's an aggressive cold. Uh, the whole family of it. <laughs> um, you know yourself, you get kids when it starts, like you see one, one of your children gets sick and you're like, Okay, here we go. Like <laughs> in a couple of days, uh I will I, I usually fall pretty quick, but I I sort of I don't know, I took longer and I to the point where I convinced myself that I wasn't gonna get it, even <laughs> though I put her this close from my face, like at all times. No. I was like, I think I'm getting away, I'm not gonna get this. And then it just hit me like you know, a ton um so i'm pretty sick but i'm good i'm enjoying i'm enjoying things i'm enjoying life it's it's you know uh i'm i'm happy where i am i think
2: yeah you could call that a work and you're just like yeah i'm, not, I'm, I'm sick today i can't go to work it's
1: fine yeah i mean that's the thing i'm not luckily i'm not filming anything so i'm able to like you know there's no one i have to report to i guess i'm Totally yeah. at home at the moment when i'm not impressed so that's a good part of
2: it so uh we're here today because uh, I was, I ran into someone that you did report to at one point, Mr. Kenneth Brana, Sir Kenneth Brana. excuse me, yeah. for show my respect. I just yeah. ran into him at the Middleburg Film Festival where the film uh, won the audience award, another audience award, I should say, because it won Toronto, Middleburg, just won Mill Valley. People love it. It's a crowd pleaser. What is, what has been your thoughts
1: on the response to the movie? I think I'm just overwhelmed I think it's what it really is you know it's you know you go into every project you do with the best of intentions and and you want to you you know for the most part you want to do exactly what you just said there you want to please people you know with the work like that's what you're often trying to do sometimes you're trying to unnerve people sometimes you're trying to scare people sometimes you're there's all entertain people purely but I think with a film like Belfast, you know, it, it, where I think there is an element of wanting the people, people to come out of it sort of uplifted and and uh, with a greater sense of what people from that part of the world went through and continue to go through for before that uh, that incident, you know, when the conflict started in nineteen sixty nine and beyond, even to this point, point. and I think Ken managed to to do that with the film. So it's it's nice for me. I'm very proud of it being from there, you know. Um, So I feel like it's just this crazy ride that I'm on. Um, Like I never thought I'd do, you don't think you're going to do a film based on the town that you're from. That's just not how the world works really. Um, Particularly when it's directed by someone like Ken and it has a cast, you know, it's just one of those like lovely packages that I'm really like tangibly Aware of how lucky I am to be a part of this film and for it to be um, have the response that it's had so far, I'm just trying to enjoy it, mate. I am. I'm just trying to enjoy the whole thing, you know.
2: Yeah. How how did you get involved? Like, did you audition? Did you like seek Ken out? Did you run into him? On, you know, on the street during the pandemic? Like, <laughs> how did how, how did you end up in this little little film?
1: Um, well, it was funny because it was. Um, we were like one of the first, if not the first film out of the gate, particularly certainly in the UK. I think Batman started again because they they were shut down. Um, In fact, I know that Batman started pretty much the exact same time as us. But in terms of a production that wasn't already shooting, uh, I think we were first out of the gate and there's nothing even being talked about. Like it was very, you know, like so many people in so many industries, we're all sitting around going, what's happening next? Like, what what is the world like now? Do we work again? Will films and television and theatre exist? Like, they certainly didn't look like they would for a while, particularly theatre. So it was a little bit of, like, what's happening? When will work come? In what form will it come? A lot of people are like, I was meant to do something else. So it's like, am I going back to that job? Mm, Never happened. And then I got the I got this, you know, I got a script in my inbox called Belfast and I was instantly like, right, okay, <laughs> who's who's making a film about my hometown yeah. and why and, and what is the scope and scale of it and who's involved. And then I saw all the people involved, I was like, all right, okay, this is um this could be really interesting. And for some uh sorry, my my I'm shifting, I'm shifting. It's like <laughs> it's like some time warp. Um for some reason uh ken really wanted to talk to me about it um it was a quick it was kind of one of those things where like i mean the whole thing was quick ken started writing it in march you know he'd always had this idea and head. you know it's based on his life obviously but he only started actually properly writing it in march and we started shooting it in uh, end of august i think crazy turnaround um and it was very much like read it quick. Ken wants to speak to you. I think I read it that day. I spoke to Ken the next day. Yeah, no, I didn't. Luckily, didn't have to audition because I probably wouldn't be sat talking to you now. I'm, mm. I'm not getting those. Um, and you know, we just had a great, great chat and, and hit it off. And 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 that was it. I next saw him rehearsing like a few, you know, six weeks later.
2: What 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 kind of things was he telling you about his father? Because you portray because for everyone who doesn't know it's a personal story jude hill 11 uh, year old jude hill who by the way
1: like what's that kid about like
2: Jesus. just just like talented kids that's what we're doing it's
1: now well he's just so talented and just so so sweet and lovely with it and him and i have this great thing where like it's sort of our currency where we come from to sort of take the mickey out of each other and, we're, we, and sometimes you push it to and you can be really hard together. And actually, his dad, we were doing press like last week, we did our uh, London Film Festival premiere and stuff. He was giving me so much abuse, dude He's 11 years old. And actually, his dad, Daryl, was like, he said, like, I took Jude to aside and told him, just like, lay off Jamie a bit. Like, it's, it's so baby's being bullied I <laughs> like i was like daryl i can take it i can take it it's okay like i i was exactly the same when i was that age and i'm still the same it's fine it's fine um but he's just he's 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 a young kid and he's got something to say and before ahead of all of that he's just crazy talented i could just do it and could take direct right. like it's one thing to have something as a child actor like that but to be able to take direction and and harness it in the best way possible is something else altogether you know really truly is he was just i he was just electric he was truly electric he was amazing i love him so much he's he's brilliant yeah and he a brilliant family which is all hugely important at that age when you're yeah. navigating yeah. those those waters early you know um but yeah, it was uh, yeah. Ken was just this. He was so accessible when I wanted information on his dad, or Katrina wanted information on his mother, or any of us, you know. And he was also really like he wasn't like clinging on to some like very like staunch idea of who those people were and how they had to be represented. And my dad would never have said it that way. It was just none of that. And I, I played real people before. Um, and as much as you know, this is Ken's life. Like he's he's never shied away from that. But there there is a, a little bit of grace here and there with with what we're we're putting the screen to what reality was. Um, and I played people where it was more particular, and um, I felt a little bit more pressure with that of like it's got to be like this and no, 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 beat for beat. This is how, how that and you need to read this about them. And, and, and if you try to imply any of your own sort of nuance to it, mm, that's not kind of what we're looking for. You know, I've been there and it's uncomfortable and it makes for an uncomfortable working environment. Um, this was like the opposite of that. Ken was so open to myself. I I, I sort of, we, I, I feel like when I talk about this movie, I talk about it like units, like there's, greatest family unit and then there's like the Katrina and I unit the and Pa unit and then there's like Julian Ciaran unit and then there's the boys uh, Lewis and, and, and Jude unit. I think for our unit like for Katrina and I we did so much stuff together it was the same for it was just like we were able to just to be like can I just ask you a question about like that did this you know did this happen and if so how enraged would he have become or how how much humour would he have tried to put into this you know and he would just answer very honestly but he'd also be like you do what you feel is right for it and trust like all actors are looking for is that is to be trusted we're all terrified all of us are terrified on set at all times so any little sort of kernel of trust (laughs) that you can be dealt by the director particularly the directors directing you where you're trying to portray someone that close to him if he if you feel that trust, that's massive. That's massive. Just gives you total freedom and liberty to do something that is your own, your own thing that you can own. Um, but he would never let you get away to something that was unrecognisable, and you couldn't because it was on the page anyway. You know, so that was just a sort of perfect combination of us feeling, you know, trusted to do what we wanted to do, but also staying close to what Ken wanted for his parents.
2: Right. Oh, incredible! Thank you, thank you for that. Um, I was uh, uh, speaking with Katrina uh, recently, who, who who's, who's just so nice,
1: just just pleasant, pleasant woman. Oh she's so nice.
2: Yeah, like just like I, maybe this movie just has too much niceness in it. Maybe that's what it <laughs> is. I just like you know, like it's 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 so positive. It's 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 almost like the perfect movie to bring us out of this darkness right now yeah um and but what's interesting is that the movie isn't all you know you know thumbs up happy laughing like it deals with some really heavy uh subject matter by the way which many i did i'm not i wasn't aware of like you know the 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 culture wars and everything going on in belfast during that time period so it became educational for me uh Mm -hmm. katrina talked about like you know just that E- the ease on set of just feeling that you can really tackle these characters and you can tell this story and that it almost felt bigger than yourself. Did you feel that same way?
1: Yeah totally, totally and it's a, a nice mix of like being being given confidence by Ken um, feeling you're in a very safe space by the other actors around you which we felt really quickly and Ken did something very clever with our sort of rehearsal period where we just sat around and talked a lot like really talked and like you know day one I'm sat around the table and I'd never met like uh, I'd met Kieran before socially but I never met Judy before and it was just all the sort of adults in the family and we just sat around and just like told stories about each other really like opened up you know I remember like feeling slightly cagey at the beginning of that process going like you know, I should. Yeah, I shouldn't be at this table. Look at these <laughs> people there. Like you didn't like you belong <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Yeah, a wee bit like that. Yeah, it was a wee bit like that. And then, but then also, then realizing that what is required here is to totally give into this experience and release stuff, and we're all telling very personal stories about ourselves. um But then also harnessing those and using them for the for the characters and then talking at the end Ken would talk about how we could uh bring you know slide those into the to to what we were about to try to shoot you know so it was all very clever and what it did was made us all feel really super comfortable with each other so it's an element of Ken giving us the comfort us feeling comfortable around each other and then luckily having a good sense of who these people were anyway you know I'm from Belfast you know so I I know these people. Like I, I grew up with these people. Um, I have a very strong recognition and understanding of what people from that part of the world have, have been through, what they were went through before nineteen sixty nine, what they went through from that year for the next thirty years of conflict, and what they went through after to this day. I feel I've got a pretty good judge on that. So that's sort of invaluable, you know. You know, often you're trying to. Piece together characters from some part of the world you've never been to, and you know, with some sort of culture you're not familiar with, and you're putting an accent on, and there's all these different elements of trying to, you know, fuse together to make something viable and believable. And here um, we're presented with something that is like really um, tangible, um, just naturally, which is a huge like relief, I think, <laughs> more than, you know. <laughs> Well, thank you
2: very much for sharing that. Um, I, I have a question, and, and, it, and it may be a bit personal, so please feel free to just be like, "No, I'm not going to go there." But uh, there's there is somewhat of a connection that I find in the in the film that's that I find fascinating and and enriching, and maybe why it stands as one of your best performances yet. You know, you're you're you're, you're portraying a father uh, that, that with with the son in front of you who wrote and directed the movie. And LeBron, you yourself as a father uh, to to amazing kids? And then also, I think based on time period, I know you lost your dad last year, very personal. And you and you guys were were close. It, this the timing of this seemed to like come together in a very significant way. I didn't know if you could speak to that because it. I think there's something more cosmic, not to get all religious, but something bigger than the moment.
1: Yeah, no, listen, man, I've been thinking about that a lot. You know, it's um it's sort of crazy, <clears throat> excuse me, to me, that uh this is the film that I have coming out post my dad passing, you know. Um what I take great great comfort in is knowing that uh dad was very aware, like he was fully aware that you know I did this film. Um, I mean, I shot it last summer. Dad passed in March, so he was. I always had this hilarious thing with Dad. who was so into what I was doing in my career, like really, just really cared. I was so crazy proud. Um, but he often, he often didn't really uh, know a lot of the actors. Like, if I, I, I'd be like, "Dad, i doing this really exciting film because who's in it?" And I'd be like, "Tell him." He'd be like, "No idea." But we're talking about like really cool people, like like Killian Murphy or I don't know, you know, whoever. And um, he was just not, you know, until I said someone of sort of his vintage, maybe he wouldn't know. So I feel in the last couple of years, when Christopher Walken played my father and then Kieran Hines and Judy Downs played my parents in this, I'm finally getting a bit of headway with that in terms of like kudos. Yeah, I know them. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) for my co-stars. So I take great comfort in that, in that. You Know it, it, my dad had met Ken. Funnily enough, I grew up with a, a picture of my dad and Kenneth Branagh in my house. Uh, no my dad, yeah, my dad's an obstetrician, and and, and uh, he uh, Ken opened uh, the the maternity wing of the, the hospital. My dad was the senior consultant at, and um, so there, there's a picture of Ken Branagh like on our like bookshelf, like all from you know 1990 four onwards or something or yeah. he did it. Um but yeah it's been a it's you know it pains me massively to see that he won't get to have seen get to see this film. And particularly with you know all the love, the early love it seems to have gotten um and the and also a crazy element of it is I look so like my his father who I never met who died before I was born who we know as Papa but mm-hmm. Papa Papa died. Um six years before before I was born. Um and uh but I look so like him in Belfast because I'm clean shaven and the look and the year, the, the vintage of it and everything. Um so I think for that it would have been a crazy watch for, for my dad it already is I know for even the trailer for my family. They're like, oh my God, you just look like Papa, it's crazy. So you know it's 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 really bittersweet for me is the best way of summing it up. You know, yeah. um crazy pride that you know I get to tell this this story of my dad was Belfast through and through and, and uh, God he would love to to see this film and, and and love to read about the lovely things people said about it this stage, but you know, I will do my best to just uh you know honor him uh with whatever plot it's it, yeah. it gets and, and, and sort of carry his his spirit through it, you know, which I f- which I feel I feel it's evident through it I feel I feel my father part of this movie in in, in so many ways already uh so I'm just going to try to carry the positivity of that I guess
2: after the break more from Jamie Dornan from Los Angeles this is the award circuit podcast
0: 18- plus
2: and we're back it's the variety award circuit podcast and i'm clayton davis we're talking to actor jamie dornan it's more than a coincidence that dornan took on the role of pa in belfast having been born in the northern ireland town dornan jumped at the opportunity to take on this deeply personal story a semi-autobiographical take on kenneth Branagh's childhood Dornan even grew up with a picture of his own father, Ambrana, in his house. It seemed as if Dornan was waiting for the two to finally meet his entire life. Before the break, Dornan shared how Belfast was his first film to open following his father's passing in March 2020. Speaking about honoring his father's spirit through this film and his work moving forward, he also talks about his infectious turn in Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, in which he starred alongside Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo. I had to ask what his father thought of his performance in that film, along with the song Edgar's Prayer. Did he see Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, and did he see what was his reaction to Edgar's Prayer? (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was that was um, the last film my dad saw of, of mine, um, and I actually didn't realise he'd seen it. And you know, when I've done a lot of looking through um, texts and stuff. You know, since dad's gone, I've I've, I've read, uh, gone through our text conversations and stuff. Some stuff, you know. Some Stuff you're traveling around, you're like three kids under the age of eight, you, you miss some stuff you like, you know, you or like, um, dad's was a prolific texter, you know, uh, WhatsApper. And I was looking through and I uh, I saw that he actually sent through a review because, again, you know, Barbara Saga, got very favorably reviewed, um, you know, and so I, he'd sent me a couple of reviews of Barbara Star, and then I sort of thought he'd just sent those. But then I noticed that he'd also commented on it and that he'd seen it too. And I have—I don't think I realised that in the time. And um, he'd sort of said about how much fun it was and stuff. So I know that he saw that he didn't talk about Edgar's Press specifically. <laughs> but I think he knows, I think like dad would have known and anyone who knows me knows that there's a real side of me where like if I was, if I, this is what I feel like. I feel like if some of my mates or my wife certainly if they saw me on the beach and I was performing Edgar's Prayer but they were sat like at a beach bar having lunch waiting for me and I was doing that entire thing they would just be like <laughs> <laughs> no, they'd be like oh, yeah, fair enough Jamie's like doing yeah, you,
2: Jamie's doing his thing again
1: yeah they wouldn't be like what is Jamie doing down there they would just be like no because I have this like slightly absurd side of me I guess climb um, a people... tree <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can climb, um or that fast, or whilst singing at the same time. But I would certainly climb. I'm one of those people now. As I'm, I'm, I'll turn 40 next year, but pretty much every single structure in the world that I see, I think, how do I climb that? Can I climb that? How quickly could I climb that? Like I'm such a child when it comes to stuff like that. I'm constantly. One thing to move and like test myself physically with stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's like a real silly side of me that like. I get you on know, American Ninja Warrior, man. This is, this I is don't, don't even. know. it's not like total light bite. Is that the same sort of thing? Uh, well, no. This is serious. So this
2: is like oh, really? like okay. like fifteen foot warped walls and. It's oh like, wow. okay. Yeah, like for the first five years that came to America or they got a major networks, like no one won. they give away a million dollars and no one could win. And then oh finally, someone like won. We've had a few
1: winners, but yeah. I, think, I think I'll start with that, like, Flores Lava or whatever, and sort of start there. A, I
2: maybe- want to do Flores Lava so bad. Oh, so mate. So bad. What?
1: Yeah. So bad. <laughs> Let's we, should, we should pitch Let's it.
2: it. We should you, we should do it together. It's if awesome. you do it when you tell
1: me, I'll do it. Yes. With
2: the other- we'll do it. Right. I'll put it into Netflix. We're going to do Flores Lava.
1: Okay. It's going to be incredible. Um, <laughs>
2: thank you for that. Uh, the the next, uh, next question I have for you. It's about uh Kieran Hines and Judy Dench, these veterans uh in, in the biz. And uh K- Katrina actually told me that Judy is hilarious, which I find <laughs> hilarious also. She's like, she's she's a she's a dirty a dirty old woman. Like she just telling like really off the cuff stuff. And I cannot, I like wanna be there on set and hear her uh going yeah. going on. But what was it like working with them?
1: Oh, it's just crazy, you know, like they're such icons you know like massively so and and you know judy dench has all the plaudits in the world what are we talking about here like an oscar and six six other nominations or whatever it is and and she's a dame in in the uk she's like you know i mean she's literally slang like in the uk they have this thing of like that's so dench which means that's like <laughs> really <drunk>. good <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, that's Dench. I like your new watch. That's Dench. <laughs> like, it's like, what do you have to do to get there? I mean, she's she's done it. Um, And and with Ciarán, it's like, a, I think, like, I've always thought he's sort of unsung, even though he has this unbelievably remarkable career and has some for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And people from where I'm from and in Belfast and all of Ireland I have such a massive appreciation for him. Everyone does. Worldwide is appreciation, but I always feel like more people need to know about kieran hines you know it's just like one of those guys and they just were so nice i've met kieran as i said earlier socially we're both filming something in budapest five years ago maybe um and uh we we got on great but i uh he's one of those people i've always wanted to work with you know just lovely genuinely lovely brilliant people here having fun and i always think like this whole industry is about having fun like if you've you're doing this job for a living because you want to have fun like you know it, there's other ways to to, to make money where, where it's, it's stricter and i'm not saying you don't do the work and but it it's got to be fun you've got you've got to find find moments of levity in there in, in all the seriousness stuff i'm a big believer of that and they brought that in tons and judy yes yeah, she just always has it's like she's always got like some like sort of naughty secret or something that <laughs> she's like like some naughty Secret card that she is, is holding back, um, and just got the most wicked laugh, the most wicked laugh ever. Yeah. Um, As she's a dream. I mean, I just if they could play my parents and everything, I'd be happy, boy. Yeah, oh my god, yeah,
2: I, I'll see that more. I'll see more of that. I have two last so, questions for you. Um, yeah. one is that uh, you were working on an Ireland uh based script uh for for quite some time, and then Belfast came along, and you said you're still tinkering with it back uh during. Uh, Toronto where are you with it now uh, in the process
1: yeah I mean I probably can't say a great deal about it but we're in a really good place with it and we have like insanely exciting producers on it who I, again I probably can't name at this stage um, but yeah we will hopefully get to make that film at some point but we where there's been a lot of traction particularly actually in the last you know few weeks with it and um, yeah hopefully man you know it's hard it's hard with these things, and sometimes these things. In Ken's case, uh, you know, started writing in March, started filming in September. That's not what we're experiencing, but um, it could take. It could be next year. It could be in five years, but we'll, we'll get there with it. But it's it's very exciting, and it's one of the most satisfying things I've ever done. To be honest, oh, that's awesome.
2: Um, by the way, I just remembered something I forgot I uh, regarding Edgar Spare, Just because side note, uh, last year I interviewed uh, Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo it was right after I saw the movie. By the way, I was, I was so angry with you that I'd spoken to you like a month before that and didn't know Barb Starr was in the hopper. And then it like became what it was. And I lost my face. Yeah. But Annie Mamalo said in that interview that she wishes she had video of you singing in the booth because there was like there was something. She's like he was like singing his face off in a booth. And she was, I wish I had tape of that. Because it was the minute we looked and we said, oh my God, like, what What do we have here?
1: I'm so excited and delighted and glad that they don't have any footage of that. In fact, that was, one of the most, that was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life and I was so scared anyway. And then I was like, but I was by myself, it's fine. And then Kristen and Ali just turned up and they weren't meant to be there. And I suddenly saw them behind the glass. I was like, guys, <laughs> I can't do this now and they sat there for the rest of the session they're, they're the best I love those guys oh so much. yeah they, they are
2: the best oh god my, my final question for you is because uh, I'm the film awards editor guy to talk about this there's Oscar buzz for the movie uh, in particular for you as well uh, for best supporting actor um, by the way if you, Kieran Judy and Katrina all get nominated which a lot of us uh, are predicting it will be the third in history what we're going to call a double-double um, which has only happened two other times, uh Peyton Place and The Last Picture Show.
1: So wow. just some, some
2: nice, useless knowledge for
1: you. That's, that's going to weigh I,
2: back.
1: I know, only yeah. Double-double is my in-and-out order. <laughs> is it? Does it yet?
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, they're going to call it the Jamie Dorney now, so get ready for that. Um, But the reason why I, I was asking about the Oscar buzz is that this year in particular, it seems to be what I'm calling like this image- Redefinition for a lot of uh, actors that have been known for one thing, but I've always been capable of so much more. And look, I'm looking at you, obviously uh, you and Dakota Johnson in regards to in regards to Fifty Shades of Grey, Kristen Stewart uh, delivering and Spencer, uh, like just really taking their own careers by you know you know taking the steering wheel and defining what their career means, and it's really paying off. Do you feel do you have you been doing that consciously, or is it just I've always been this, just you guys didn't notice? Because also, by the way, guys, shout out, Private War, you're fantastic in as well.
1: I'm a big thing of that
2: performance of you in there. But Thanks, yeah,
1: bro. go ahead. Thank you. You know what I think it is? Like I've always sort of thought that like you'll get to a certain point and you're there for good reason, like you're there because, you know, uh, People have put you there. You've done the work. You've got there. You're back in the day. You auditioned for all these things, and and oh, loads of other people auditioned, by the way, and they chose you. And then suddenly you get thrust into this situation where um some people have an opinion about you in it, and but you worked hard to get there, and you whatever beat off the competition, whatever it was. I think we are all very capable. Like to get to this position, you're capable. And if you're given good material and a great director, then you should be able to perform to the best of your ability or, or, or close to it. I think it is kind of as simple as that when you distill it all down. I mean, I think Peter O'Toole said, I quote this a lot, he said, great words make great actors. And I think like that is that just surmises it perfectly for me. It's like, you know, if you're at a certain level, if you've got yourself to a certain level where people know who you are, if you're given a good script; it's harder to get it wrong than get it right. You know, um, it really is. So, um, you know, I sort of also sort of go by that, and you're you're sort of looking for these opportunities to to get to showcase different parts of yourself. I've always tried in my career to um, show off different sides of myself. You know, and I I think I've done that in the last four or five years, particularly. Um, and you're always trying to, you know, um, yeah, show um, what you have to offer, I guess, if, you know, and um, and it, but you're going by what comes your way, you know, and sometimes this stuffs, you know, sometimes actors don't get the opportunity because that that sort of material isn't coming their way, and then something pops, and people are like, oh right, they're good, and you're like, well, they were good, they were just like not doing stuff that you that the world deemed to be good. So you know, it's all about that, really. I think you know, yeah, good words, great words make great actors.
2: Well, you're a great actor, Jamie Dornan. Thank you very much. Clayton. I love you so much. I think, I think you're, I think you're incredible. You're also just one of the nicest guys, and that doesn't, that's always a given in this business. So I'm glad that you're as kind uh, as you are, and I look forward to the uh, music tour of Edgar's Prayer, where that's the only thing you sing. That and Everlasting Love, two 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 numbers. That's it, and then you, take, you get off stage.
1: That would be a quick a quick night. I could probably just about muster that. I could do that.
2: You could do that. We're going to get you on tour. Yeah. But, okay. but thanks for joining right. us today. All right, dude. All Thank right. you, Clayton. Thanks for having me. That's Jamie Dornan, star of the Focus Features release, Belfast, which will hit theaters on November 12th. Make sure to check out our other interview from earlier this week with star Dakota Johnson of the Netflix film The Lost Daughter from writer and director Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. The Award Circuit Podcast is edited by Drew Griffith and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, Head to variety.com and click on the award circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions in key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tenke, Janelle Riley, and Michael Schneider, I'm Clayton Davis. We'll see you on the circuit.
0: plus.